All right, good day and welcome to it. A few minutes after uh, local time for you and uh, local time for us. We're all in this together. Here's the deal. If you're in Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, we welcome you to the show. Employment Law is the focus. Lior Samfiru is co-founding partner. Samfiru to market an LLP, the most positively reviewed employment law firm across the country. Available for you anytime. And that would be one 821 5900 The email address we use on the show and any other time is simply help at employmentlawyer.ca. Throughout the show, you will hear references to a website that is free and anonymous for you to uh, to use and enjoy anytime, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. You may have heard us on past shows make reference and use the severance pay calculator. That is a tool developed by Lior years ago. And its accuracy of uh, figuring out what severance is owed to you in the event that you lose your job and you are shortchanged, which, by the way, spoiler alert, guaranteed to happen. You use the severance pay calculator. It takes about you know, 35 seconds and uh, throw some quick information there and you will get a number spit out the bottom. And, man, it's going to blow you away how much your compensation should be, money owed to you. Again, that can be found at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. On the show this afternoon, as we get into it, uh, between the phone calls, of course, the topic is it's a very bad idea to let an employee go when we'll get to those talking points. So this one's key for both employees and employers that listen to the show every week. You'll want to stick around and, and prick up your ears for all the information that's coming your way. But the phone calls... Always top priority, aren't they? Toll free one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. Again, one eight seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. That is how you call through and ask your questions for the entire hour. So, bring it on. You make that sh- uh, the show that much better and that much more interesting because. You'll be asking questions that probably thousands of people are also wondering as well, so we're all helping each other, right? But uh, we'll get to that in the phone calls first. A couple matters, Lior, that's been going on in your world uh, as of late. Uh, what do you got, my friend? Well, we're getting closer to the holidays, to taking some time off, but I don't know that you would know that in mm-hmm. my office because <laughs> our phones are still ringing, our, our emails are still coming through, and a lot of questions are being asked about uh, various job issues, employment issues, workplace issues. Mm. Well, that's why we still are here on the air live this afternoon to answer your questions. So if you're struggling with something right now as as we're heading to the holidays, maybe you've just lost your job. Maybe you're worried that it's coming or maybe you want to know what, what to do in the new year given some changes that your boss just implemented. Whatever the issue, whatever the question or the problem, there are solutions. We wouldn't bother coming on the air if it was just to tell you too bad you can't do anything about it. There are answers, there are solutions, there's things you can do, and that's the whole purpose of this show. And of course, if you ever want to connect with me off air to discuss these things privately, personally, we'll give you again and again that contact information throughout the show. But now let's get started. Let's talk about a couple situations that came across my desk. First uh, situation I'll tell you about, I I talked to a gentleman, uh, he had been uh, asked, he and his colleagues at work, to to fill out a form, online form, telling the employer whether they've been vaccinated or not. So as I understood it, essentially there was boxes to click just confirming yes, vaccinated or or not vaccinated. Hmm. This person was not vaccinated and was kind of always open about it, and he completed the form, submitted it. Uh, the next day, he gets a call. Apparently, it seems like he actually co- checked the wrong box. He checked the vaccinated box. His employer knew he's not vaccinated, so they called him on it. He said, oh, I guess I checked the wrong box. Well, say, no, no, no. We think you were trying to defraud us, to deceive us. So we're going to immediately let you go for cause. It's a terrible thing you did. It's a very big deal. Out you go for cause. 
Uh, this guy, uh, completely shaken up, I think anyone would be, and he, of course he calls me, and he wants to understand what his rights are. Well, let's certainly be clear that in a situation, uh, regardless of what we think about an employer's right to know, you should never lie in, in a situation like this. It's better to tell your employer, uh, I, I'm not going to tell you, than to lie about your vaccination status. But the thing is, this guy didn't lie reasonably. He wasn't hiding the fact that he's not vaccinated. His employer already knew about that. He had been vocal about it. So it made no sense that he would uh, complete the form incorrectly. The likely scenario is that he, it was an honest mistake. And you know what? He deserves, and any employee would, the benefit of the doubt. Unless there's proof that he was trying to deceive, which they could never have in this situation, then it's not cause. It's not even misconduct. It's an honest mistake. Uh, and this employer completely jumped the gun. And I want to bring this up to remind everyone here that an employer is the one that has to prove that the employee did something wrong. The employee doesn't have to disprove it. The employer has to. And to simply say, well, because there's a box that's clicked this way instead of the other box, that's not cause. And uh, this is not an unusual situation where the employer alleges cause when there's no cause. Remember, it's very difficult to establish cause. Why is that important? Well, because there's no cause, because he really didn't do anything wrong, he is owed severance. And for him, John, he's been with this employer about 10 years. He's going to be looking at at least a year's pay that they owe him. Wow. So very important lesson there for employees and employers anytime your employer alleges that you've been fired for cause, you got to give me a call. Maybe it's a situation where you're not vaccinated and they're saying the refusal to vaccinate is cause. Well, guess what? It's not cause. Anytime your employer says we're terminating you for cause, you have to get on the phone. You have to call me right away. And that number, as an aside, one 821 5900 Again, one 821 5900 Help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll get to your other matter, but always top priority is the phone calls and the good listenership. Benny, thank you so much for hanging in for a moment. How are you today? Good, thank you. Uh, I was hired back in October as a casual employee on call. Sometimes I would work four or five times a month. If the event was canceled, I didn't get called in. Now, during those months, I got no verbal or no written warnings as to my performance. In fact, my performance was praised. Now, I got an email out of the blue sky in December that my services were no longer needed without an explanation or reason. Now, is what can I do, if anything, because I was a casual employee and on call and uh, with no guarantee hours, and I was hired without a resume, and I was hired without a contract or I was hired without any basically conditions for employment. So Benny, how long ago did you start working there? Uh, beginning of October of this year and the service is terminated in December, about the middle of December this year. So the, the, the thing is this, Benny, that they do owe you severance. 
so it's they're not required to give you a reason legally. They're not required to explain. Even if you're a stellar employee, they're allowed to say, we're going to end the relationship, but severance would have to be paid even though you worked there such a short time. The thing is, because you only worked there for, I guess, a couple of months, uh, and, and given the fact that it was casual, not regular, so obviously the income that you're earning was not significant, it's probably going to be an amount that's going to be not worth pursuing. You're probably looking at around three or four weeks' pay based on what you're earning there on average. And if they refuse to pay it, you'd have to take legal action, and it probably just doesn't make sense from a financial standpoint. So do you see where I'm coming from? Oh, no, I understand that. But the thing is, I mean, um, an employee should still be told why his services are not needed anymore or a reason because it just came out of the blue sky. And that's why people don't put, you know, any effort into working for someone because they know this could happen out of the blue sky. That's the reason, you know, I'm calling you is that I'm upset because I didn't was not given a reason or an explanation at all. If they would give me an explanation or a reason, then I would walk away and not be calling you. But that's why. So, I'm Benny, here's you. the thing: from a legal standpoint, the employer is not required to give a reason. Now, I agree from an ethical standpoint and a moral standpoint, sure. But from a legal standpoint, there's no requirement to give a reason or to have a reason. It's just the way the law works. It's only a matter of severance if you are let go. Yeah, okay, very good. I'm not going to pursue severance because it's a small amount. I just wanted to throw that question at you, and now I'm satisfied anyways. Uh, Thanks, uh, Benny. With uh, your reason. Thank you for, for, for the advice. Yeah, welcome back to it, and a good afternoon. If you're just joining us, good to have you along. Whether you're listening in uh, Calgary, Edmonton, or Vancouver, love having you on the show and tuning in. You want to call through, got a question, toll free. You can do that uh, right now, one 399 We'll get to those calls throughout the show and get into our topic as well. It's a very, very bad idea to let an employee go when. We'll get to those talking points momentarily, but uh, as we always say, Leora, our callers are our top priority. Love having them. On the show, in that regard, Mark, thanks for hanging on. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Good, brother. What's uh, what's going on with you? Uh, just driving home from work and uh, listening to your show. Uh, my wife is currently pregnant. Uh, she was let go from Alberta Health Services her first, uh, put on an unpaid leave because she would not get the vaccine while pregnant. I, was, I did try to get um, some legal advice. I found that. Uh, a lot of law firms have been put on retainer by Alberta Health Services, and they were not able to uh, advise for conflicts mm. of interest. I'm just curious, any, and uh, also my wife has over 10 years uh, vested pension. Uh, I'm just curious what we can do and uh, how we go about getting that money. So, uh, yeah, you, you're, you're absolutely right that she is owed compensation. She, she is not... She can't be put on, a, on an unpaid leave in this situation. Uh, an unpaid leave is a termination, is a constructive dismissal. And, and sorry, how many years does she have there? Uh, about 10 years. So she could be looking as much as a year's pay, and, and the fact that she's uh, currently pregnant or about to go on, a, on a, a pregnancy leave can increase the severance because it's going to be it's going to take her longer to find another job because she's going to be out of commission for a while. So uh, to, to get that compensation is quite easy. You got to connect with me off air, 
Uh, we'll give you that information in just a sec. Or actually, you should have your wife reach out to me and we'll help her. It's not a complicated process. It's not a long process. And regardless of the reason, if she chose not to be vaccinated and as a result, she's let go or as in this case, put on the leave. Yeah, she's owed that severance. Okay, great. Um, we'll definitely get in touch with you uh, off the air. I appreciate it. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate the uh, the call and the time. And that's uh, that number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. And you can also email. Have your wife uh, do that at her leisure. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. But here and now for the rest, you know the number. It's all free. One eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. As I said, Lior, in between the phone calls, we like to get to some of our. Uh, Topics and prep for the evening or this afternoon, and that would be it's a very bad idea to let an employee go. Now, I did mention, I think rightly so, when I read through some of the points that we have here, this is both uh, good information for employers and employees alike, right? Well, absolutely. Uh, You know, we're trying to educate here on the law. So the law doesn't take sides, right? The law Mm -hmm. is neutral. So when we say, you know, this is what an employee needs to know, well, for the same for the same reasons, the employer must know this. And if an employer doesn't take heed for some of those points we're going to make, and they let employees go in those situations, it's going to come with a, a very significant bill. So very important for employers and employees to understand those times when you really shouldn't be letting someone go. First one is this very bad idea to let an employee go when the employer is struggling financially, but still, you know, decides to let an employee go because the employee did not vaccinate. There you go. So let's be very clear here that in most cases, unless there's a government mandate that's in place, if you let an employee go because they didn't get the vaccine or even if you suspend them, you have to pay them severance. And if you're struggling now and you're going to have to let go a few employees and pay them severance, that may just put you under. Okay, so that's a very bad idea. We're talking about bad ideas. So think about that. Is it necessary in this situation? Is there other things you can do? Can you have the employees work remotely? Can you ensure that they get COVID tests and wear masks, etc.? Because the idea of letting them go means you're not committing to paying severance. That severance can be as much as 24 months pay. Now, uh, I know a lot of businesses have been hit very hard over the last couple of years with this pandemic. So do you want to add to the struggles by having now to pay this amount of severance? You do. You have to. So uh, I I caution there. Now, turning our attention to the employee, if you are suspended, if you are let go, and there's no government mandate in place with respect to vaccine, uh, no government mandate that applies to you, you're going to be owed severance. If that happens, if you are owed that severance, if you didn't get it, Get on the phone. Give me a call. More of those points coming, but uh, we always like to uh, to get to the phone's top priority and take those calls first. Uh, Michael, thank you for taking the time. How are you? Oh, pretty well. Pretty well. C- good. What's on your mind? Uh, I just have a question. I, uh, I had a wrongful dismissal back in 2017, and uh, I didn't pursue anything at that time. Am I too late? Is that too late to uh, do anything now with that? Unfortunately, it is, Michael. There's a two-year limitation period, so that two-year would have expired in 2019. Uh, because of that, you, you cannot do anything about it now. Okay. Yeah, that's what I kind of thought, but I double-check. Well, it's always uh, sure. always good to check for sure. I mean, but again, uh, you know, words of the wise, two years is quite a long time, but it can elapse uh, quicker than you think, so don't... Uh, 
sit in your laurels and and wait to get some uh, some action from Lior on that one. Don, we got time for you before we take a break. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Um, I have to say, uh, your previous uh, caller that uh, his uh, wife didn't want to get the vaccination shot and got terminated from her job, I don't blame her because um, the amount of uh, stillbirths is off the charts right now, and I don't know why it's not being addressed by the media, but that's not my question. Um, I would like to, uh, okay, federal employee, let's say Canada Post will be more specific, uh, 20, 25 years of service, refuses to take the vaccination shot and uh, being terminated from their employment, well, leave without absent, uh, leave, uh, unpaid leave is what they're being put on. So uh, what's the recourse? Anything? So Don, uh, union or non-union? They're union. Canada, Canada Post is unionized. Okay, you know, I mean, some employees there are not. For example, managers are not. But if he's one of the unionized employees, their only recourse is to have the union deal with that and file a grievance to, to get them reinstated, get them their job back and back pay. Now, to do that, they have to have the union be on side. And in some situations, I, I have heard that the union's not interested in being on side. If the union doesn't support the employee, there's nothing the employee can do. Unfortunately, when you're part of a union, the employee doesn't have the rights, the union has the rights. So it's up to the union to pursue them. If someone is not unionized, you can pursue it yourself. You give me a call, I get involved, we deal with it. But in this situation that you've mentioned now, Don, this employee has to go with their union, work with their union, push their union to pursue the matter. That's the only option that there is. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, the union isn't kind of interested. They're kind of following in behind uh, Trudeau and his mandate. So, because uh, Canada Post has 83,000 employees and 16,000 weren't going to uh, comply. And now they're starting to comply, but uh, the union is still not backing the employees in any way, shape, or form. So, anyway, appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks, Don. Thanks, Don. Appreciate your uh, your time. And again, this is something we've we've echoed on the show many times, Lior. That uh, you know, front end on the front end of things, unions can be bountiful, if uh, as far as pay and uh, vacation and, and security and job security, et cetera, et cetera. But on the back end, if you get let go, if there's a grievance, if you have a problem with severance, and you don't get union backing, you can't turn to Lior. Well, you can't do anything on your own. It's not up to you. And that's something that I you know, personally don't like. I don't know that mm-hmm. a lot of people realize that if there's a workplace issue, a problem, you don't have the rights. The union has the rights, meaning the union is the only one allowed to pursue those rights. So you may feel that you've been wronged. In a non-union situation, you mm-hmm. have a right to pursue that. You have a right to seek recourse. In a, non- in a union situation, you have to hope that the union sees it your way and wants to do it. So especially now, over the past uh, six months or so, I've been hearing from hundreds of, of people across the country saying that the union's not supporting them as it relates to vaccines. And in that case, there's not much that you can do. You bet. Welcome back to it. Uh, Lior Samfiru here. John Scholes, uh, Lior, of course, the co-founding partner, Samfiru to market LLP, the most positively reviewed employment law firm in the land. Reach out, get the compensation you are owed by what could be your former employee. Don't sit back and take it and wonder. You can do that. Make the phone call, drop an email, help at employmentlawyer.ca and always pocket employmentlawyer.ca. The website, free and anonymous. Want to figure out what your severance should be, as I mentioned off the top. 
severance pay calculator is wrapped up into pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But the phone calls, 1-877-399-9898. That is the way you call through for the remainder of the show. We'd love to talk to you. If you have questions, do not hold back. You're helping everybody. But in between those, very bad idea for an employee to let go. Why? An employee, when an employee asks about taking a disability leave, Lior, or comes back from that disability leave. Absolutely. It is not legal to let someone go if the reason has anything to do with the person's disability or medical mm-hmm. leave or the fact that they're going to be off work. It's illegal. So I've seen more cases than I, I care to remember where an employee tells their employer, okay, I have a medical condition or I'm about to have surgery or I expect to be off work for medical reasons and all of a sudden they're let go. Uh, or. or at the end of it, right before the employee or when the employee wants to come back to work, the employer just lets them go. Well, again, not legal. You are allowed to take time off to be uh, to, to deal with your injuries, to deal with any medical condition you have. As long as you have the doctor's note, you can be off as long as needed. Maybe it's a week, maybe it's a year, maybe it's something else. You can be off. And when you come back to work, your employer needs to make every reasonable effort to, to bring you back to the same job or a job similar. An employer can't ignore that and just decide to let you go. The employer may think, well, what a, it's going to be a pain in the, in the rear end if we have to uh, have an employee off for a year. Maybe it is a pain. Doesn't matter. Legally, you cannot be let go. And why is it a bad idea? Well, because it's illegal. And if an employer does that anyway, there's going to be significant financial consequences. Not only will you have to pay severance, we already know that, mm-hmm. you're going to also have to pay, if you're the employer, human rights damages. That could be significant, potentially other damages as well. So very bad idea to let an employee go when they're about to take a, a disability leave, when they're coming back from a disability leave. And certainly, if you're an employee that finds yourself in that situation, you really have to make the call right away. You know, I'm going to put a, I'm going to put a part B on that one, and it is also a bad idea to let them go if they come back and they say, you know, I need a certain accommodation. In fact, my medical team, my doctor says I need certain com- accommodations, and the employer goes, eh, you know what, simpler just to let you go. The duty to accommodate, we call this, is one of the most fundamental obligations that we have in employment law, and that is the obligation that an employer has to modify the job, to give uh, other hours, to find a way to accommodate a person's medical condition. Mm -hmm. As long as you have a doctor's note outlining what that condition is or what accommodation you need, the company has to find a way to make it happen. Again, modify duties, hours, uh, ability to work from home. Now, even if it's not easy, even if it's going to cost something, they still have to make reasonable efforts and all efforts, really, to make that happen and make it work. And if an employer doesn't do that or goes the other way and just lets someone go because it's easier, no, there's going to be significant legal repercussions there. Uh, I've seen that happen too many times, and every single time that's cost the employer a lot of money. Again, toll-free, uh, still some time to call into the uh, the station uh, you're listening to and uh, talk to us. Ask your question about employment law, whether you're an employer or employee, something you've been scratching your head over or just wondering, you know, is this true? I read this. I don't know if it's a fact. Better call the or toll-free 1-877-399-9898 is the way you uh, want to do that. So you still got lots of time, so, uh, so make that happen. Feel comfortable. Okay, it's a very bad idea to let an employee go when an employee raises harassment allegations against a boss or even a co-worker. So can you imagine an employee is being mistreated, harassed, bullied, whatever you want to call it, and, and gathers up the courage to go and tell their boss about it or HR 
and they're rewarded by being let go. My gosh, no. It's, it's, I know it sounds wrong, but it's also very, very illegal. Not only can't that happen, an employer is forbidden legally from letting an employee go because they complained about harassment. Uh, they have this protection around them. An employer has to take that complaint seriously, has to investigate properly, even if that sometimes means bringing an outside investigator and ultimately taking measures to make sure that the employee is no longer being harassed. And that's the obligation, and there's no exceptions. If an employer says, well, we'll just let this uh, squeaky wheel go, there's probably at least three statutes that are going to be violated if that happens. It's illegal, it's wrong, it's going to be very costly. So a terrible idea. If you are being mistreated or, or harassed, if you're the employee, definitely, definitely talk to your boss, talk to HR, whoever the right person is in your workplace. Document what's happening. Document that you've talked to HR. If the company doesn't do anything to fix it or they don't resolve it, you can get me involved, but always, if possible, try to get things done resolved internally. You know what I always tell you when we have this conversation about this topic, I say, what if it's a one, two-person shop and the one doing the harassing should be the one you report this stuff to? Where do you go? Yeah, it's you and the owner. The owner is harassing you. Who are you going to complain to? Right. Well, at that point, you can't obviously deal with it internally, so we deal with it externally. I get involved, and I can get you out of there with compensation. Make sure that there's a way to show and prove that you are being harassed. There's, there's some record of that, whether it's email, recording, witness. Uh, if something happens and you wish there was a record of it, create a record. Write it down. Send someone an email confirming what happened. Make that uh, Make that happen. Once you have that record, yes, you can get out of that poison environment with compensation. It's not even difficult to do, but you have to have that record as much as possible. And by the way, to reach out if that's the case uh, for your situation, uh, Lior's number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Back to the phones as always, Amanda. Thank you so much for for calling in and taking the time. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Um, yeah, my question was just about um, an instance of libel in the workplace. Um, that would have repercussions at the current employment and also in future employment. And I was wondering, as a unionized employee, in that situation, um, do I have any uh, legal recourse as an individual or am I um, limited to uh, my union representation? Tell me a bit more about what happened. Um, Okay, so... Um, um, so basically, um, uh, my situation being considered, um, like it has to do with vaccination, right? Um, there's a study called, it's called Project Salus. It was done by the Department of Defense in the U.S. Um, you can find it online, but not easily on Google, but on other browsers. And it is a study of 5.6 million people who have been vaccinated and those who haven't, um, they're, uh, people on Medicare, and what they're finding is that the effectiveness of the vaccine wanes after three to four months, and in fact, people who are vaccinated can still transmit the virus and can still contract it. So as an unvaccinated person, I feel that it's um, libelous for me to be considered um, more of a risk at the workplace in terms of, in practical, um, in, in a practical sense, but also in terms of of reputation as if um, I don't care enough about, um, you know, the people at my workplace, Mm. 
in interest of their safety. So, that, that, um, so that, that's why I wanted you to kind of give us some, some background, Amanda, because that would not be considered defamation. I understand the concerns completely. For it to be defamation, it would have to be where, where someone is actually saying things about you and, and questioning your, your personality, your ethics, your morals, as opposed to saying, hey, uh, Amanda's not vaccinated. So if someone is going out of their way to kind of, you know, give give you a bad reputation and say bad things about you, yes, that may be defamation and you would not be limited to the union at that point. You absolutely can pursue it. But if it's just a matter of, uh, you know, people pointing out that you're not vaccinated, that in and of itself is not considered def- uh, defamatory. Okay. Does that um, make sense? Yes, yes. I would I would hope that my employer would consider some of the this particular study was just published at the end of September. It has not been widely um, publicized or, or, or represented in the media, but it's not the only one. And, um, you know, a sample size of 5.6 million people is, is probably the most significant, you know, sample size uh, in history, basically. So um, I'll, I'll say this, Amanda, whether it's defamatory to- or not, Amanda, just let me say that if Defamatory or not, it would have nothing to do with the study. If your employer says bad things about you, it's defamatory. If those bad things are true. If they're not, if they're just pointing out you're not vaccinated, it's not. And it really would have nothing to do with the study. Yep, you still got some time. Again, toll free, one 399 That, and we'll get back to our topic for the day. But the phone call is always the most fun and also the top priority of the show every week. Carol, thank you for taking the time. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. Uh, we love having you on the air. What's, uh, what's your <laughs> question for Lior? Well, I have a question regarding um, an employee who... WCB has said, or the doctor has said at WCB that, yes, the injury caused to them um, was a WCB claim. But in addition to that, they have or require a social worker and some sort of psychologist evaluation. Can the company then turn around and put them on short-term or long-term disability? So it's not up to the company to put someone on, on disability. Mm-hmm. It's up to the to the employee's doctor. If the employee is able to work, even if it's with modified duties, then the employee can work, and the employer has no choice in the matter. On the other hand, if the employee cannot work, uh, and the doctor says even with accommodation or modified duties, this employee cannot work, then obviously the employee has no choice but to go off on a leave. Uh, so does uh, is, is that make sense, Carol? It makes sense to me. My only concern is that um, would it be WCB or would it be the um, insurance company responsibility? And can WCB say no? If it, yeah. If it's a workplace injury, it would have to be WCB. Uh, If it's a workplace injury, then they would go on WCB and, and whatever benefits flow. Uh, from that, and if WCB is not providing proper benefits or giving them a hard time, there's legal recourse. Uh, if it's not a workplace injury, then they would have to, to apply and qualify for short-term or long-term disability under the, the policy that they have through their work, their benefits plan policy. Uh, but if it's a workplace injury, it has to be WCB. Okay, here's my question then. 
it was a workplace injury, but then now the doctor is saying on top of the injury, there is a, what do you, a mental problem. Um, I don't want to say mental. I want to say some other thing other than the actual physical injury. Right, I understand. And if it's not related to the injury, if it's separate, and if that's what's causing them to be off work, then yes, they absolutely can qualify for disability benefits through their insurance company that they have through work. They would need a doctor's note there. Uh, So there may be some situations where they can get benefits from both WCB and an insurance company. Uh, But uh, either way, if they have an insurance policy, then they're certainly going to be covered uh, either way, and if the insurance company is giving them a hard time, if the insurance company won't pay, provide benefits, denies them, then that person needs to give me a call as soon as possible. We have a whole department uh, just dealing with that quite successfully. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thanks, Carol, for your time. And here is that number if it comes to that, one 855 821-5900. Again, one 855 Anytime. Employment matters, disability matters. That's the uh, the number, as Lior said, to reach the other half of the firm, too. And uh, still some time. Toll-free here now, one 399 9898 for the remaining minutes of the show. You can call in and ask your questions just like Carol did. In the meantime, though, back to our topic, and that is a very bad idea to let an employee go right after you reduce employee compensation or to get them to sign a new contract of employment. How about that one? We love that one. Yeah, so if you're going to do something to an employee you're not supposed to and then let them go to try to take advantage of this thing that you did, then that's that's not going to work and you're going to have to pay damages and you're going to be punished for doing that. So let me give you an example. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's say you reduce the employee's pay by 30%. The employee accepts it, even though they don't have to. And then you turn around and say, now we're going to let you go. And now, because you're accepted that 30% reduction, we're going to pay you severance based on that amount not going to work. That's bad faith. That's going to be something that you think is going to save you money as an employer, but really it's going to cost you that much more money. Terrible. A large retailer uh, tried to do this earlier this year, uh, and and I'm not going to mention names again. It was all over the news. I spoke about it. They reduced pay to their employees. A week later, they let them go, and they said, now we're going to pay you based on this reduced pay. Uh Uh-uh. Not wrong. I got involved. They changed their mind. that's number one. The other thing that you mentioned is, what if an employer gets an employee to sign a new employment agreement that in that agreement they agree to accept less severance in the future? Company says, aha, you accepted that, now we're going to take advantage of that and let you go. No, not going to work either. Again, bad faith. So anytime an employer lets an employee go in bad faith, trying to take advantage of something, it's not going to be effective. It's going to actually cost them more money than if they did it the right way. So certainly a very, very bad idea to try to take advantage uh, of something when you're not supposed to. Again, reaching out to Lior anytime when we're not doing the show uh, to discuss these matters or many more, one 821 5900 We'll take another call here during the show, the remaining uh, minutes we got. Hi, Shannon. How are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Thanks for Great. taking my call. You bet. So I have a colleague who is a friend as well, and um, they are being put on an unpaid leave of absence with the vaccine mandate, and they are currently on WCB for a workplace injury. 
can they still be put on an unpaid leave while on WCB? Well, it's not a question of, of can they, because you can't physically restrain the employer to do that. But I agree that it makes very, very little sense. Why would you put someone off work when they're already uh, you know, off because of, uh, of an injury? It makes no sense whatsoever. The reality is that if the employer does that, that that is illegal and the employee can treat that as a termination they can get severance and potentially human rights damages as well so really the uh, the employee has to make a decision do they simply accept this and and uh, stay on a leave until you know maybe COVID is not a thing anymore or do they treat that as a termination and, and pursue their severance and other damages if that's what your colleague your friend wants to do if they she wants to get her severance if she wants to be compensated, have her give me a call. I'll help her do that. Been doing this for employees uh, for the past six months. Uh, but those are the choices, Shannon. Okay. So can I just add a part B to that question? Sure. Um, I was listening to you earlier, and it is a unionized um, company. So mm. you're saying that because it's unionized, the union has all the rights, the employee has none. If the, um, the union has decided that they're not going to represent the employee um, that they're just going to accept the mandate as is does the union not have a duty to represent regardless and would they you would the union be giving up what it's supposed to do and would that not entitle the employee to seek legal help from say someone like you so unfortunately, it's a bad situation if the union doesn't help because there's no other recourse. There's no one else that can do it. And it's not possible to say, well, since the union is saying no, I'm just going to deal with this on my own or I'm just going to hire a lawyer. You can't do that. The only thing you could do if the union is dropping the ball is to file a complaint against the union with the labor board. The problem is that that is rarely successful, so it's not a great option. It is an option, not a great one. But yes, everything I told you in terms of her ability to get compensation doesn't apply because she's part of a union. The union can get her reinstated uh, and even back pay if she lost any pay, but it has to be the union. There's really no other options. Shannon, appreciate your time, and that will do it for us as well. Thank you so much for calling in and paying attention and joining into the show. You want to reach Lior now? Really simple, one 821 5900 would be the number. That email address, help at employmentlawyer.ca. The website, free, anonymous, full of information just for you, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. How about that? Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next time right here, the Employment Law Show.